game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio. 630 chair. Comes across to the middle. Gives the puck to Graves. Tries to go to the net. He'll shoot. Save. Scores. It got through Skinner. Albeit barely. And this game is tied at three. Oh, look out. Here's a pass up the middle. Bratt walks in. His shot scores. Jesper Bratt right up the pipe. Gets the pass. Puts it off the post and in. Devilish result at Rogers Place tonight. New Jersey stunning the Oilers with two goals, seven seconds apart late in the third period, and the Devils get the 4-3 win over Edmonton. New Jersey on a roll. They have won five in a row. They're up to 8-3 and three on the season. Meanwhile, the Oilers' five-game winning streak comes to an end. They are now 7-4, and four, including 4-4 four and four on home ice. The Oilers led it 3-1 after two periods, but Miles Wood, who was excellent tonight, scored off a one-face-off early in the third period, just a minute 14, and it was game on. The Devils kept the pressure on and eventually broke through. Those two goals you just heard there, Ryan Graves scoring on the Devils. 43rd, 43rd shot of the night and then right off the center ice faceoff. He sure gets it back to Marino up to Bratt. He splits the Oilers defense. He beats Stuart Skinner and that was the difference tonight for a uh, Devils team that really appears to be on the rise. Uh, very quick, very enthusiastic. You probably saw the, the reaction to the tying and winning goals tonight and uh, they're certainly putting something together so they get the victory here over the Oilers who did have their chances. They had a pretty good second period, got a couple of goals to take the lead and even in the third period, some chances that could have got that fourth goal and probably would have been enough to win. Cody Cece was storming to the net, had it wide open, wasn't able to handle the puck, and it went off him and went wide. Evan Bouchard was in with about nine and a half minutes left on a two-on-one with Leon Dreisaitl, got the pass across. Vitek Vanacek, who didn't start this game for New Jersey, he sprawled out and uh, made the save, and that kept the Devils alive, and they kept uh, pounding away, pounding away, getting a lot of pucks to the net, and eventually they get the victory. Thanks a lot for joining us tonight. Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line live in Studio 99 along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins as uh, the Devils win it 4-3 tonight. So no Japanese Village goal light this evening. We only turn that on when the Oilers get to five or more in a game. Whenever they do, you can go to 630Ched.com and print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite Japanese steakhouse. Reserve your party today at jvedmonton.ca. The story with the Devils coming into this game, I mentioned the winning streak, playing well after starting the season with a couple of losses, uh, some young talent, a fast team trying to trying to build, trying to become a contending team in the Eastern Conference. And I thought their speed and tenacity was on display most of the night. They were good in the first period. The Oilers may be a little fortunate to get out of the first period in a tie. The one the goal the Oilers did get in the first period was initially a grade-A scoring chance for the Devils. They had a 2-1-1. Darnell Nurse broke it up. Hyman swooped back. 
uh, led a two-on-one with Connor McDavid, and he got it over to McDavid, who scored his 12th of the season. McDavid now with 12 goals and in, in 11 games. But uh, as uh, as he was uh, busy all night, Miles Wood came back off a neutral zone turnover for Edmonton and uh, and tied it up. So it was 1-1 after the first period. Derek Ryan and Leon Dreisaitl scored in the second period. This was the, the sequence in the second period. Ryan scores on a deflection of a Tyson Berry shot with 12 minutes left in the second. Then the Oilers go on a power play. Mackenzie Blackwood started the game for New Jersey, sprawled across the crease to make a save, and didn't get up, and uh, and eventually had to leave the ice. That was at 11:19, and on the same power play, Leon Drysaddle scored from a sharp angle, and it was uh, and it was 3-1 Edmonton. But Vanacek, uh, I mean, outstanding after that. I mentioned some of the big saves he uh, he made, and the Devils pull it out here 4-3 as uh, Rob Brown slides into the booth here in Studio 99. Well, obviously a, a crushing way to lose, uh, giving up two goals in seven seconds. That doesn't happen very often. doesn't happen very often. You give up a uh, breakaway off a neutral zone faceoff. But having said that, I, I think if this would have been a 3-2 or a 4-2 Oilers win, we might be considering it a little bit of a theft by Edmonton. Yeah, you and I talked at the end of 40 that although the Oilers were up 3-1, we didn't feel this was a two-goal lead type of game for the Oilers. We thought that the New Jersey Devils probably deserved a better fate. Uh, they controlled play for long stretches of time, and the Oilers seemed to be very opportunistic, where the, the play would be in their zone for 30, 35 seconds, a puck would pop out, and off to the races they would go with odd man breaks. Uh, but the New Jersey Devils just never stopped coming. Uh, they are fast. They are good. That is a really good young hockey club, and it's one that's rolls its lines it's there's no drop-off they don't have they don't have a mcdavid dry settle line and then there's a, a big drop-off to a third or a fourth every line seems to be fast their fourth line with that with miles woods has two goals and he has two goals and an assist he's on their fourth line he like that is a speedy line and they just kept coming at the oilers and i think they really tested and, and frustrated and exposed at times the oilers back end there's not a lot of time for you to think and then make a play uh, they, they were very aggressive on their forecheck, very tenacious, and very quick. And the funny, the one thing you just said there that not often you see a breakaway off an opening or off a face off at center. Unfortunately, that's about the third time we've seen that this year against the Edmonton Oilers. There was another game earlier this year where they gave up a goal, and right afterwards, uh, they got a breakaway again. It was about four or five games ago. So this is something that's pre-scouted. Uh, it was a set play. And it's something that the Oilers got to certainly take a look at because teams have done it two, three times already. And that's something that you should never see at the National Hockey League level. So that was a huge play. And they got the puck on the right guy's stick too as Brat came on in and made a, a, a wonderful shot on Skinner. That's our quick change for Jiffy Loop, keeping you moving to and from the game. Visit your local Jiffy Loop today. Now, d despite that, I, th I think the, the the right team won this game. I remember thinking about halfway through the third period, because at that point, you know, it had been 3-2 mm -hmm. for, for a while. I, I remember thinking whoever loses this game, though, is going to look back on some opportunities, because I, I, the Devils were, were busy. You know, Skinner made some good saves. They had I thought there were a couple shots that Skinner probably didn't see, but because mm -hmm. of his size and position, yep. he stopped. So, so good on him, but the Devils are probably thinking, oh, come on. But then also, from an Oilers standpoint, they did have that fourth goal on their sticks a few times. A number they of times. Didn't get it. Well, well, there's well, talk about high event. Dry settle and CC go in on a two-on-one. 
and Drysdale makes a pass. CC has the entire open net. The goaltender actually didn't even come across on it. He was beat so bad, and it just CC's not a, a, an offensive defenseman. He's not a goal scorer, and he's not in that position a lot. The, the pass may have handcuffed him by an inch. Most players are going to be able to still get it up, have time, put it into an empty net. So they miss a wide open net. Ten seconds later, the New Jersey Devils come down and they get a two-on-one backdoor, and that's where that was probably Skinner's best save of the night. Backdoor, he gets his, his left leg out and is able to block it. So there was some high high uh, event chances by both teams, but the fourth goal was the one on CeCe, and then the Oilers again got the player that they wanted with the puck on his stick. Drysdale sets, I believe it was Drysdale that hit Bouchard yep. back door. Now Bouchard, you have two choices on that one. If you, because that one's not a one-timer one where you're on your off wing. That's, he's on his normal side. He's on the, the right side. He's a right sh shot defenseman. If it comes across, you push it, you just push it to the net. You one touch it on net, you've got an empty net. If you stop the puck or if you handle it for a second, which Bouchard did, there's nothing wrong with that. But at that point, you got to go upstairs. You either beat the goalie before he gets there by one touching into an empty net. It's hard, but these players are capable of doing it, and so is and Bouchard certainly is. But if you don't one touch it and you stop it, you got to go upstairs because the goalie got his leg and his glove across, but they were both down low. The whole top of the net was open again. Bouchard, who's been snake bitten and looks a little, uh, I don't want to say nervous with the puck on his stick, but it's not as he's not as confident as we've seen in the past. He's got zero goals on the season. That's one that, in practice, he scores 100% of the time, and that uh, there would have extended the lead as well for the Edmonton Oilers. And then if the lead got extended to 4-1 or 4-2, at that point the game is over. Bouchard tonight played 24 minutes, played a ton, two shots on goal. One shot going wide, one attempt was was blocked. I I, I feel like yeah, I, I I know he shoots, but I still feel like shooting more. And I thought he and some other guys tonight, you know, he got the puck at the top of the circle, and it and it's a pass back to the point or a, or a cute drop pass or something. And I know some guys can pull it off, but the Devils were were jumping on those today. Like I I felt the Oilers needed to have a little bit more of the Devils mentality and funnel it, funnel it, funnel it. There was one in the third period that Bouchard had, and he had the puck right side just above the top of the circle, and he tried a, a back-behind-back pass without looking, and he actually threw a right out of his own zone. It was like, he, you know, no, put it on net. Last year, one of the things we talked about Evan Bouchard a lot last year, because he's a, he's a very intelligent uh, offensive defenseman that has been a very good offensive defenseman his whole life that rarely does he get a puck blocked because he understands how to move laterally across the blue line, little subtle things where he makes a subtle move, the defenseman or the winger will bite, takes another step and puts it on net. He's had a number of shots blocked over the last football. We don't see that often. Tonight, a couple times, one, he actually hurt the guy when he, the guy took a long time getting to the bench. Those you don't see, so he, he the shots are getting blocked, and then there's other times where he's got wide open shots, and you're like, shoot, shoot, and, and then he's trying to make those passes. You gotta go with what got you here. Evan Bouchard, he can make passes, but Evan Bouchard's is, is number one attribute is his, his shot. It's, it's one of the heaviest shots in the National Hockey League. Uh, I'd have 600 shots a year if I had his shot because every time I got the puck, I'd shoot. I don't care who's open. Put the puck on net. And if he shoots more consistently when the puck's on his stick, 
all his line mates, all the forwards that are out with him, will go right to the net. Because that's, it, it, there's going to be, if the goalie stops it, there's going to be a rebound. Because his shot is so heavy, a goalie is not going to be able to just smother it in there. So uh, the Oilers wasted opportunities. They had a op great chance to win this game when they had those two-on-ones or odd man breaks or Leon Dreisel on a breakaway. If they would have capitalized on those, having said all of that, I believe that the, the New Jersey Devils were the better team overall tonight, and the New Jersey Devils deserved the two points that they got. Three goals in the third period by the Devils. They take it 4-3. Here's Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft. Uh, Jay, enter entertaining game back and forth, and you know, Connor said just a, a set play that he's seen before, and the guys just didn't react. What did you see from your vantage point, specifically on the game winner, and then your overview of the... Yeah, um... You know, that's something that happens in the NHL lots. Uh, you know, we didn't cover it the way we wanted to cover it. It was a mistake, and hockey's a game of mistake. Uh, we ended up making a few mistakes with the puck tonight, and there were a couple face-offs that went in, and that was the deciding factor in the game. Created a lot of chances, and as Connor just didn't finish what you'd like, you've got to be happy with the amount of chances you created against a team that really hadn't given up much this year. Yeah, you know what? I thought that was uh, a game played between two good hockey teams. They both, both teams had chances. But uh, for us, you know, being up 3-1 going into the third period, we would like to close it out with a little bit more um, authority. We had chances to improve our lead. Um, it didn't go our way, so we're going to have to learn from some of the mistakes we made tonight. How do you evaluate Stuart Skinner's night tonight? Uh, the probably goals that he would like back at a certain point there, but he also kind of made a ton of saves in a really busy game. Yeah, I thought he, he gave us a chance to win the game. I thought Stuart was very good tonight. You knew that they were going to bring a certain amount of energy and a certain amount of pace. What do you think of the way your team played, for the most part, at even strength against this group? Yeah, I thought we had some really good moments in the game. Um, the second period was a well-played period by us. Uh, we had chances to um, uh, improve our, our goals for, you know, and converting some of the chances. Um, it didn't go our, our way um, tonight with that regard. But I still think there's, there's things that we have to clean up. Um, we got to clean up just uh, with some of our puck decisions, and then you know, as I said, we gave up two face-off goals. Those can't—they can't happen. And uh, you know, um, some learning moments for sure. We'll we'll learn those lessons and bring them with us as we move forward here. You have uh, some younger players in your lineup, and sometimes younger mistakes happen. Mm -hmm. Maybe just talk about that progression, and, and you know, you're trying to play guys through those, and just what your your process yeah. is to. Yeah, we made a few few young mistakes tonight, and um, you know, and and uh, that is that's part of learning how to uh, manage yourself at this at the NHL level, and. As I said, I thought there were moments in the game where we played very well tonight. And, um, you know, we had the opportunity to win. Our goaltender gave us a chance to win the game. Um, you know, we'd like to have a few moments in the game back. Uh, but as I said, we'll bring those lessons with us as we move forward. All right, that's Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft after a 4-3 loss to the New Jersey Devils. Final shots were 43-37 in favor of the Devils, so Skinner stops 39 out of 43. Blackwood stopped 16 out of 18, and Vanacek stopped uh, 18 
Well, they have that wrong. No, they don't. 18 out of 19. Yeah, 16 out of 18 for Blackwood, 18 out of 19 for Vanacek, who was, uh, who was very good. Okay, you, you talked about the, the center ice face-off. Yes. And, and Woodcroft said, you know, uh, two goals off face-offs can't happen. The other one was... I mean, it's like it's, uh, it's like how you draw try to draw it up when you're playing, <laughs> you know, when you're six year old, win the faceoff and you shoot it in. Yeah. How? how I so mean, to me, can you, you can only stop that by winning the faceoff, can't you? Or what do you do? Well, yeah. The the, the first one, the, the one from center ice, was a big mistake by the Oilers, and it was a set play, and you can see the the forward, uh, the defenseman that passed it, Marino. Uh, Marino. He the looks Oilers at the board. Yeah. He looks at the boards and gets Niemelainen into bite, and then. Brat flies through the middle and he hits him going through the middle. So that was a set play that the Oilers made mistakes off. Both their defensemen were too wide. Niemelainen bit the wrong way. A lot of things went right. But you're right on the, the other one, the goal by Wood off of the faceoff. He won the faceoff, took one step and fired the puck. Now, there's only, I mean, there's only so much you can do. I mean, uh, last, uh, the other night when Connor McDavid scored off a faceoff play, the, the team, who was it that he scored that one on home ice against? The Predators. The Predators. So Nashville actually set up wrong. They knew that they were trying to go to Connor, and Connor was wide, and they won the face off to him, and they were late getting there. This one, it was simple. They won it straight back. Wood took one step, shot through a screen, and Skinner didn't see it. I mean, the only thing is you don't lose the face off clean. Right. But it happens. Uh, both, as good as Leon is, and Leon's one of the best face off guys in the league. Tonight, what was he, 50, 56%? That means he's still losing 44% of the faceoffs that he takes. So the, uh, when you lose a faceoff, uh, you hope that you get in a shooting lane, uh, but sometimes the puck gets through. So to me, that one isn't as, there's not as much you correct on that one as you do on the, the face-off one from center ice or the one where the National Predators just didn't set up properly. This one, everything was set up properly. The, sometimes the other team just executes a little bit better than you did. Okay, so the Devils take it 4-3. Before the game, Lee Fogelin and Ryan Smith, part of the inaugural class of the new Edmonton Oilers Hall of Fame. They will share the fourth star tonight for Jandell Holmes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer. The three stars this evening, Miles Wood, first star. Don't have a problem with that. Zach Hyman, who was around the net a lot. Yeah, he had a very good game. Yeah, he's the second star. Connor McDavid named the third star. Um, I imagine those stars were selected probably slightly <laughs> bef just before, though those guys were all good, but uh, usually the winning team might get two out of the three. Uh, uh, I mean, Bratt's an exciting player. He gets the game-winning goal. I thought Marino had a very good game. Dougie Hamilton had how many shots on goal that he finished with? Nine shots on goal. He was excellent. Uh, I thought Hughes was excellent in this game. Uh, Nico Heischer was Heischer really was good, good in this yep. game. Well, there's a number of times. He's time. coming along because he was starting to look like, well, is he really going to be that good? But and there was about four or five times today where he took the puck wide and he circled around the offensive zone with guys leaning on him. He's not a big man, but he didn't get pushed off the puck. Uh, again, if, if you are not an Oilers fan, if you're just a fan of hockey, that was an excellent game to watch. There was a ton of grade-A scoring chances. There was a, uh, a ton of skill and creativity and, and fun that was on the ice tonight. It's just giving up three goals in your home rink in the third period leaves a bad taste for the Oilers fans leaving tonight. Okay, you can get in touch at 780-496-0063. We'll also have post-game reaction from the Oilers' dressing room. Devils win at 4-3. We are live in Studio 99 for Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. 
Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chair. Cleared out to center ice. Heischer to Marino. Comes into the Oiler end through the middle. He'll get it across to Tatar. To Heischer, shot in the save made by Skinner. Puck goes just wide of the net. All right, there's your save of the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310-GLASS or visit Crystal Glass today. Stuart Skinner busy. Once again, he takes the loss as the Devils get three in the third period, including two seven seconds apart to beat the Oilers 4-3. They scored with 3.15 left. They scored with 3.08 left. The Oilers pulled Skinner with about 90 seconds on the clock. Didn't really get a good opportunity with the goalie out. And the Devils have won five in a row. The Oilers' five-game winning streak comes to... An end. Uh, the power plays robbed the Oilers. Oh, the penalty killing did better tonight for Edmonton. The Devils were 0 for 3 on the power play. The Oilers 1 for 2. Drysettle got a power play goal. Yeah, especially teams, the Oilers were good tonight. Uh, five on five, New Jersey was better. Uh, and again, as much as the, the New Jersey Devils, I thought, were the better team, the Edmonton Oilers had ample opportunities tonight to win this hockey game on odd man breaks. They weren't able to capitalize, and it was their best players had the chances, too. It was two-on-ones with Leon and Connor. Leon had two partial breakaways in this game, one shorthanded. Uh, the uh, New Jersey Devils, in a, in a weird game where their starting goalie gets hurt, their backup goalie comes in and steals them a, a game with a couple of big saves in the third period. All right, looking around the NHL for Advantage Trailer Rentals, your one-stop source for commercial trailer rentals. Visit Advantage Trailer Rentals. Dot com. The Predators win in Calgary, 4-1 over the Flames. The Flames down to 5-4 in the season. Blackhawks beat the Kings 2-1 in overtime. Late in the third, the Canucks are leading the Ducks 6-4. About three minutes left there. Dallas is here on Saturday. They pound Arizona today 7-2. Early in the third period, Panthers up 2-1 in San Jose. Hurricanes get by the Lightning 4-3 in a shootout. Golden Knights are 10-2. They beat the Senators 5-4. Red Wings 3-1 win over the Capitals. Boston is 10-1 as they take down the Rangers 5-2. The Jets beat the Canadians 3-2 in overtime on a goal by Kyle Connor. Islanders over St. Louis 5-2 and the Kraken they're good. Well they're decent 6-4-2 on the season. They went 4-0 in Minnesota. By the way the Blues are now 3-6. They were 3-0. Yeah, they, they're, and they're getting spanked in all of these games. I finally saw, I heard you talking about it earlier. I finally saw the Claude Giroux goal, oh, the from, goal from center, center ice. ice. He was turning to go change, and all of a sudden people started cheering. He looked back. A weird bounce. Always put pucks on net. You never know. World Series, Astros win 3-2 over the Phillies, so they lead the series 3-2. In the NFL, the Eagles are 8-0. A 29-17 win over the Houston Texans, who are now 1-6-1. Here at Rogers Place, Oilers lose 4-3 to the Devils. Down to the dressing room, here's Captain Connor McDavid. That's just a really tough way to lose a game. It's hard fought. Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought uh, both teams played well. You know, we obviously gave ourselves a chance to win. And you got to play the full, uh, the full 60 minutes. It sounds cliche, but obviously that's the lesson we learned here tonight. Off that, is that a set play, do you think, by them? Is there a misassignment? What do you think happened on the winning goal? No, it's a set play. Lots of teams run it. Um, you know, it's uh, it's something that you always got to watch out for. Uh, obviously, they pulled it out at a good time and um, made a spit. You guys found some offense, but this team seemed to push you in maybe a different way that you haven't seen at times this year. We just see what the quality of their play and what you guys had to, you guys had to do. Uh, they're a good team. You know, they, uh, they're feeling it right now as well. You know, they're... Uh, 
coming in with a bunch of wins in a row and feeling good about themselves. And um, you know, obviously that showed they were snapping around pretty good there. Is that a game corner you feel maybe? You guys created a lot of really good looks and just weren't able to finish. You tipped them, you know, Vanisek came in, but I feel like you created enough that could have won tonight. Definitely feel like we should have won. Um, you know, definitely feel like we, we did, did uh, created enough chances. We probably gave up too many chances. Um, you know, but I thought Stu gave us a great chance to win. And um, you, know, you got a team on the ropes, and you know we had a couple looks there, and, and you got to put them down. That's uh, that's the way it goes, and um, got to find a way to close that one out. Just simple as that. Really good lesson for this group to learn. Yeah, you got to play the full 60 minutes. You know, I think there's been lots of comebacks throughout the league this year. Um, you know, for whatever reason, um, we've done it to teams. Um, you know, obviously we got taught a lesson here tonight. What do you look at the last part where you gave up a couple goals late, or do you look at a lot of chances that maybe could have made it? You know, a one or two goal game into a four goal game. Um, I mean, you got to look at the game as a whole. Um, you know, acknowledge some of the stuff you did well, and, and learn some from some of the stuff that uh, you got to work on. You know, obviously we still, you know, got to got to fine tune our game. You know, we're still uh, still working away, and um, like I said, we got taught got taught a lesson to uh, to keep playing. And you know, obviously when when they score to tie it up, we got to follow it up with uh, with a better shift. Um, I can't give two goals in whatever five seconds there. So um, you know, it's something that uh, you just can't do. All right, that's Connor McDavid for the Edmonton Oilers. A goal and an assist tonight, but the Oilers lose 4-3 to the Devils. Uh, Kevin is a winner of a $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. I set the line at one and a half. Points by people with the last name McLeod in this game. Michael McLeod from the Devils had an assist. Ryan McLeod of the Oilers did not have a point. Kevin took the under for River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement. Bet on it. It's got to be cool playing against your brother. I know that yeah. there's, there are a number of brothers in the National Hockey League, in the Kachuks, for example, and the Stalls, but uh, I, I think it might be different for the McLeods because the the Kachuks come from a hockey family and they were go they were going to be stars ever since they were young kids. I mean, they went high in the draft. Uh, the Stalls, I mean, again, superstars in the National Hockey League. The McLeods had to work their way through it, and here they are both playing against each other in a National Hockey League game. It's got to be pretty special. Well, I asked Ryan this morning. I, I, I still think that uh, Phil Esposito had the best line all time about both sibling rivalry and brotherly love about Tony, who has mm -hmm. passed recently, but who was a goaltender and said, I'm the only guy that knows how to beat him, and I'm not telling. <laughs> <laughs> and I said that to Ryan this morning. He kind of laughed. I mean, different situation, obviously. Yes. Shooter, shooter on a goalie, but as opposed to two forwards. But... Uh, yeah, uh, the McLeods' parents were here tonight, so I'm sure they'll be uh, attending every Edmonton-New Jersey head-to-head -head matchup for, for the next several years for sure. McDavid referenced, you know, more comebacks in the league. You and I have talked about that. Um, a a two-goal lead is going to the third. I mean, it used to be, I, I do think things are changing, a two-goal lead going to the third. I mean, you should still win the majority of the time, but I think there will be more comebacks. I, I think now once you stretch it to three, especially in the second half of the game, that's a, a little safer, though we've seen, you know, the yep. others came back from 3 nothing against the Canucks, though it was early in the second period. I, I, I just think that the tempo, you use the word belief a lot. I think teams believe we just get one and then maybe we'll get two. I, I do think things are in the process of shifting that way. Well, well the reason is the way the game is played now. Um, in, in my generation and for years afterwards, if you got a one goalie in the third period, 
uh, he used to clutch and grab and hold sticks and uh, I mean there'd have to be blood for a referee to call a penalty in a third period so it just swarm guys now there's there's speed in the game there you're not allowed to clutch you're not allowed to grab you're not allowed to hook so teams continue to push and there's more power plays it seems like anyways uh, they're the calls are now little little hooks little little grabs things like that they never called before so it's a lot more offense in the game when it's close it used to be if it was a close game think back to the Oilers playing against the Dallas Stars or, or against the Anaheim Ducks when Anaheim used to come in here when they had Perry uh, and uh, Getzlaff it'd be a one nothing lead going into the third period and the Oilers would get three shots like they would seriously yeah. they would just they would go up and you'd bear hug the other team's best player and you'd wait for the minute that he'd go change and you go bear hug the next guy that came on the ice it's a much more entertaining game now and nothing is safe and with the Oilers, I don't believe anything's safe against the Oilers because the power play is so good. If they get two power plays in the third period, they're going to score one goal. So if they're down two, now all of a sudden they're only down one, they pull their goalie and they got a chance. So uh, there's belief. And I bl to me, and we talked about it right when we started the show tonight, the Devils down two, scoring that goal in the first minute, gave them belief. It's like, okay, wow. Had the Oilers scored and extended the lead, the belief dies when you're down three. Yeah. But now you're only down one, and you got 19 minutes to score one goal. You believe on your bench. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Because if it, I mean, if the Devils get into three-two with six minutes left, sure they believe, but they think, well, it took us 14 minutes to, yes. get, to get within one. And the Devils went four-three over the Oilers. You can get us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. And I'm really noticing more and more, Rob. And, and I know it's been creeping into the game the last few years. I feel like I'm noticing it more this year just what a fast break game it's becoming like yes. if there's a turnover if the offensive team turns the puck over high slot just inside the blue line well quite frankly even sometimes down low usually two forwards just go yep it, it, like of course they kind of make sure that their guy's going to get the puck but you know we've now seen the red line out of the game for a couple generations of players so, uh, I mean, like none of these guys, even when they were kids, ha had a red line. It's, it's always, I mean, first when they changed it, well, everybody playing was still mm -hmm. used to the red line. Coaches weren't used to it, so you're, you're, you're adapting. But I, I, you, just, you just see that. It reminds me of, um, you know, basketball teams that play a, a fast break that when the team takes the shot, a couple guys don't even wait to see if it goes in or not. They just run down to the other end of the court, and if it's missed and a rebound, they're going to try to get wide open or have a two-on-one. And I feel like, to some extent, hockey's becoming that. As soon as the, uh, the, the defending team senses a turnover, somebody just take off. Well, and, and maybe you won't get caught because you have to take somebody with you, so you won't get outnumbered. Well, and we, we see it a lot when the Oilers play teams where a team is pressing. And, and we talked about this beginning of, the game, beginning of the game. If a team is pressing against the Oilers, you... You've got to score on your chance because if you don't, it's going the other way. So if, if you're already beat on a back check and on the, the four and one tonight where Nurse makes the great stick uh, to block the pass coming across, the Oilers, Hyman and McDavid, well, we ain't getting back anyways. So let's hope that the puck comes out our way. And it did. And it goes the other way. There's a couple of reasons. Nowadays, everything's north. Right. Like you, you don't look used to be if you got the puck, you'd always go cross to your defenseman and then you'd assess what's going on. So the defenseman get it, you go cross to his partner. All right, look up. Okay, what's going on? While you're doing that, your guys are getting in position, but so are the defensive players. Now, as soon as there's a, a bobble, you're right. The two wingers gone. The defenseman's looking straight up. And tonight, I bet you the New Jersey Devils caught the Oilers 
seven or eight times where the Devils would throw it way up to the middle and they'd hit their centerman standing about 10 feet from the Oilers' blue line, but he was behind the, all the Oilers' forwards, so now they had a small three-on-two. And it wasn't a full-speed three-on-two, but it was enough that they could cross the line and make a play. And there's another reason it happens now is the skill level is so much higher. Yeah. When I played, every team had two defensemen could make a stretch pass. And they'd have four defensemen that would go off the glass and out. Right. Now, all of these players are capable that if they get the puck on their goal line and they've got a guy streaking on the far side, they can hit him in stride, whether it's a saucer, whether it's a hard 100-foot slam and pass on his stick, whatever it takes, they're capable of doing that. And with the Oilers on their back end, this used to be a back end that was slower, methodical. Not now. They, Every one of them is capable of jumping up in the play and making that pass. So it, it is a much more fun game. And we saw it. We saw a two-on-one where CeCe had a wide open net that turned into a two-on-one where Skinner has to make an incredible save. Yeah. That happened within 10 well, seconds. Well, there, there were two back-to-back two-on-ones. Yep. Because the Devils missed one in the first and then Hyman set up McDavid and yep. then the one you were talking about in the third period. Like two two-on-ones in 10 seconds. And, that, and that's just the way the game, and that's why the game's so exciting. So it, it's fun to watch, and that's why no lead is ever safe. And when you get your chance, you have to capitalize. And we saw it again tonight. The Oilers, despite being outplayed at times, had seven grade-A scoring chances that would have extended the lead that they scored none on. And because of that, it allowed the New Jersey Devils to get back in the game. 4-3, Devils win it. Let's go back down to the dressing room. Oilers goaltender Stuart Skinner. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it didn't feel great. Um... Obviously, they got that one that just snuck through, um, but it's still a tight game, and um, you know it was just tough that right, right, right off the face-off, they kind of got a nice chance and went post and in, so it was a good shot, and um, obviously a tough way to lose. That surprised you just how like you're just sort of dealing with the previous goal, and then next thing you know, you got a, a guy in on a breakaway. I wonder just that's kind of tough to deal with. Uh, yeah, I mean, I gotta as a goalie, you gotta be able to shake off goals right away, right? So um, just being mentally prepared for the next play, it's all, all always about the next play, and um, yeah, I just made a nice shot. You've played some really good hockey tonight you made a lot of really good saves how do you sort of guard against an event like this maybe cutting into what seems like a confident performance from you this year yeah uh well thank you first of all um i mean yeah i mean i, I still feel good <clears throat> i mean it's one game it's one loss uh you know we're still we're still battling to get wins and it's a long season um i know like i know we got it in here and the guys have been playing great as well and um yeah it's been it's been fun so far and i know it's a tough loss but uh it's all about the, how we come back next game. This team kind of looked like they, they were as advertised. You know, they come in waves. They're tenacious on the pucks. Could you get a sense of that from your position? Yeah, absolutely. They're, uh, I mean, I think their game is, you know, trying to transition the puck quick and, you know, uh, get rolling on the on the rush. Um, I mean, they're a great team. I mean, they, they get shots in quick. Uh, they move the puck fast, and they, they come, you know, pretty hard to the net. So uh, on the power play, too, their power play is unreal. And, uh they got some big bodies in front of me, and um, yeah, they're they're a good team. They're a good team. Stu, is it tough to get set? <coughs> team scores, you're thinking, okay, the puck's going to be down on their end for a bit, and we'll get back into the game, and all of a sudden there's a breakaway. Uh, Tom's uh, I mean, it's it's my job. I mean, I gotta be able to make as many saves as I can, and it's my job to make that save, especially in a game three-three. Um, and yeah, just like how I said, it was a nice shot posting in, but um, I got work to do, and I can make that save. 
All right, that's Stuart Skinner, who did make some pretty big saves tonight. Stops 39 out of 43, but takes the loss as the Devils rally to beat the Oilers 4-3. All right, time to, for you to check in tonight. 780-496-0063 is the number. We'll also have some post-game reaction from Tyson Berry. This is Heartland Ford, Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio. 630 chair. 3-2, 9.35 to go in this third period. Big hit by Kane. Puck comes out. Here's Drysaddle down the left wing to Bouchard. Oh, the save by Vanacek sliding across as Evan Bouchard's absolutely raw. All right, uh, crunch, crunch of the game started that sequence. Evander Kane with the hit on heat. Well, partial hit, partial he sure trying to <laughs> jump over him, I guess. But uh, nonetheless, it's our crunch of the game for Cougar Paint Collision, our family helping your family for 40 years and counting. The Devils pull it out two goals, seven seconds apart to win the game 4-3. An evening that started with Ryan Smith and Lee Fogelin going into the brand new Edmonton Oilers Hall of Fame. The uh, the names are behind the visiting team's net on the Loge level. Yeah, it looks very good. They did a nice job, as always. The Oilers are uh, well-versed in this now. They've had a few players go into their, their Hall of Fame and the NHL Hall of Fame. But they did a very nice job. It was nice seeing the families out on the ice uh, with, with Leah and Ryan. And uh, a hearty, hearty response from the fans as they showed their appreciation to the two other greats. And I believe, I'm just double checking, this is a Devils franchise record for fastest two goals. The be tough to beat it. Previous record was eight. They, uh, back on April 6, 2001, in a 5-2 win over the New Jersey Devils, John Madden and Patrick Elish got the goals in that game. So unofficially, I'm just checking it, but that's what's coming up and what a tonight. Great shot, though by Brat, as we just heard Stuart Skinner talk about the one off the faceoff that was scored sec seven seconds later. An incredible shot just on the inside of the post. Skinner had absolutely zero chance on it. Uh, Heischer and Zaka had goals 10 seconds apart just back on April 9th against Dallas. So that, that wouldn't be that many games apart. <laughs> I mean, it's a little bit of time apart. Oh, they're just showing the replay now, eh? Yeah, and just yeah. the, the Oilers defense just got too wide, and it was a, a wonderful play. Uh, by the defenseman Marino as he, he looked towards the boards and Niemelainen bit. And then it became a foot race and uh, Niemelainen has a lot of strengths, but his strength is not getting into a foot race against Brat. Brat beat him to the net and made sure that the puck went into the back and uh, capped off a, a wonderful comeback for the New Jersey Devils and an unfortunate collapse in the third period by the Oilers. Just checking, the Oilers team record is seven seconds. Uh, McCammon and Kovalenko in 96, and Saray and Hemsky in 2009. McCammon and Kovalenko, I mean, of all the Oilers, if you would have said, okay, you can pick any two Oilers that were going to get the fastest two, I'm not sure I would have went with Dean McCammon, who I love and played with him, uh, and Kovalenko. I might have picked some guys that's name sounded like Gretzky, Curry, or Coffee. Gretzky and Anderson, uh, eight seconds apart in... 1982. That seems a little Taylor more. Taylor Hall had two goals eight seconds apart against the Islanders in 13 14. Nugent Hopkins and McLeod last November against St. Louis in that 5 4 win. I vaguely remember that. Well, the, the record is something stupid, though, it's isn't it? It's two seconds because uh, wasn't it Doug Gilmore against Boston 
scored right off a face-off, the center ice face-off. It's just seriously two seconds. I, that, I, I, I th that seems silly. I can't believe you can sh win a face-off in two seconds. Yeah, I got the website up. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll look at it. I thought it'd be like... But he's, he just slapped it straight in. So I think Boston scored to get within a goal, and it was really, it was late, it was near the end of the game, mm -hmm. so they left the goalie out or pulled the goalie. Oh, I see. And I, I think it was Doug Gilmore, so he just slapped the puck the straight off. forward, and, and in it went. <laughs> I mean, two seconds. I, I'm not sure I could shoot the puck from center into an empty net with nobody on me in two seconds. Well, Doug Gilmore was pretty good. He was. Fastest two goals, okay, fastest two goals, one team. I bet you it's the same guy that got it. Max Domi and Joel Ar Yo Yoel Ar Armia. November 1st, 2018. Washington 4, Montreal 6. So it just happened. In how many seconds, though? Two seconds. Two seconds. They scored in two. I don't 1938 understand. and 1940 of the was third Was it into an empty? Where they went it must have been. I, I, for some, I mean, that game was four years ago, and I don't What's remember. What's the score it. in the game? 6-4 Canadians. So Domi probably, probably put them ahead. Five, and then Armia and then probably got an empty net, net or off the faceoff. Uh, fastest two goals... That's start of the period. Fastest two goals, both teams. Here we go. Can't be better than two seconds. <laughs> St. Louis Blues at Boston. Okay, first of all, 1981, Dave Christian for Winnipeg and Daryl Sutter for Chicago in a 5-5 game. Uh, that happened in the second period. Sutter must have just fired it from center. And that and was in two seconds it. also? And this is the game I'm thinking of. St. Louis at Boston. December 19th, 1987. Ken Lindsman at 1950 of the third period. Doug Gilmore at 1952. Oh, there's been a few that have... And then uh, Nick Foligno and Michael Granlin. In two seconds. For, yes. For Minnesota at Columbus in 2016. And then the two goals by the Canadians. Because we saw how fast that was today. And that was three and a half uh, times longer. Seven seconds, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. You got to show up. You must be in this record book somewhere, Rob, for fastest goals. <laughs> I didn't do anything fast. If you ever saw me skate, <laughs> well, do the I'll do the Penguins record while I'm looking that up. Here is uh, Edmonton Oilers defenseman Tyson Berry. They've seen play the game at a pretty fast pace, uh, keep you on your toes. Like that's not a team you can kind of map at all against, is it? No, they're coming and they're playing fast. They got a lot of good, uh, good players and skill, and they play hard. They go to the net hard. Um, seems like they were down there the whole game, and um, you know we had a good second period. And maybe we let our foot off the gas a little bit in the third. Um, but yeah, you got to give them credit, and um, it's a game. You know, if you're up, up one with I don't know if it was four minutes left or something like that, those are ones you should close out. But um, give them credit. They're a different opponent. They're quick, really quick, mm -hmm. and smaller, and yep. tenacious. They come at you a different way than, say, the Calgary Flames do. Totally, and uh, I think we had success against them in the second when we, you know, kind of made them play in their end and, um, you know, forced them to defend, but uh, after that, you know, I think we, we got away from it a little bit. We turned some pucks over maybe in the neutral zone, and they're a good, good transition, quick team, and uh, they made us pay a few times. That's kind of the frustrating part when you turn the game around in the second period. You know, yeah. You've only given up 25 shots all year. You had 22 after 40 or something. Yeah, no, we you know, we, we got to our game in the second period, and we kind of had control of it. And then, um, you know, they came out early in that third period and kind of set the tone and um, had us on our heels a little bit. Good teams have this kind of thing happen to them. You sort of you got to take that lesson. It's not a tough lesson to learn, but you got to you take yeah, that lesson. Yeah, these are, I mean, these are ones you... You know, you don't want to let it slip away, but, I mean, could be a good learning experience for us uh, moving ahead and, you know, in, in bigger and in, in bigger games and further down the season. 
you know, this one uh, I think will stick with us and, you know, won't, uh, you know, we won't, won't let it happen again. All right, that's Tyson Berry after the Oilers lose 4-3 to the Devils. Pittsburgh Penguins' record for two fastest goals is six seconds. They did it less than a week apart. February 16th, 1990, Recky and Cullen. February 22nd, 1990, Coffee and Troy Loney. Yeah, I was... You I probably was, played in those games. Yeah, I, I was probably on... I was probably plus one on both of those, but I doubt it. How about... I'm going just going through the out-of-town scores tonight. San Jose's now come back. You talk about coming back from Leeds. They're down two going into the third period. Jeez. They're up 3-2, but in this game... Matt Benning first for the Sharks. He's got his first. Eric Carlson, you, we're talking Jeez. about... We've got the two best players in the world, and when you think MVP, you think Connor, you think Leon. Well, to start a season, Eric Carlson defenseman has 10 goals and 18 points on the season they're 10 they're 12 games into the year he's got more goals this year than he has in his last 10 years and that's in over the whole season eric carlson is having an incredible season this year his 10th of the season playing defense for the san jose sharks yeah so uh, benning has the go-ahead goal in that game and you're right carlson who He's kind of getting written off, I feel, the last uh, couple well, of years. he's I'm, gone through some injuries. The Sharks aren't having a great year. No, but. and they lost Burns, so Carlson is now doing everything for them. But he's got, he has seven, seven goals in his last four games. That's a defenseman yeah. with, on a team that's not great. So good on Eric Carlson, uh, having a wonderful season. Hopefully he continues that. The Canucks did uh, wind up beating the Ducks 8-5, the final in the, that game. So the Canucks get up to 3-6-2. and two on the season. Okay, well, the Oilers will practice tomorrow. It's a matinee against the Dallas Stars on uh, on Saturday, Rob. And again, disappointing loss for the Oilers. I, I, I wouldn't consider it a disaster of, of, oh, a, no, of no, a game, no. though, but uh, hey, the, the, these things happen, but now you got to just stop it after one loss. And how about the fact that it's an, another one-goal game? I mean, that's the one great thing about this season for the Oilers. Everything it's their one goal game, so it's the the stress level uh, of every game, the excitement level of every game is high because you're always one shot away from, you know, tying a game or or winning a game. So uh, playing the Dallas Stars, that's a, a completely different hockey club. If you threw a little bit of basketball analogy in earlier, the New Jersey Devils are a fast break hockey team. The Dallas Stars, they're a, ha a half court hockey team. They're a team that gets the puck in deep and they try to work you down low. They don't play with the same pace, but it's also a team that they play a style that has given the Oilers fits over the years because they, they don't trade chances with you. They, they don't want to get into a track meet. They want to slug it out in the corners and, and just try to wear you down. Another good test. The Dallas Stars are off to a good start this season. They've got a good team. They will be a playoff team, and they might be the team that crosses over and ends up in, in the Oilers' side when it comes playoff time. So, uh, yeah, you, you, you want to bounce back. Not a, It wasn't a, a bad game for the Edmonton Oilers tonight, but it was certainly one that... Uh, there's stuff that they want to clean up in their game, and they got exposed in certain situations. Uh, I look forward to I, I always enjoy the Dallas-Edmonton games. They, they're always entertaining. They're always close, always low scoring, and we have seen some pretty exciting finishes over a number over the last couple of years with Dallas and Edmonton. Uh, Jake Ottinger, a lower body injury earlier in the week. Uh, Wedgwood played goal tonight for them, so maybe we're going to see him again on Saturday. That game is 12.30 for the face-off show. 
Puck drop at two. End of the Oilers' three-game homestand against the Stars on Saturday. Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to two tomorrow. I will have inside sports from six to eight. Thanks to Troy Bowler, our game day engineer here at Rogers Place, and to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer, back at 6.30 Chet. Oilers hockey presented by Friesen Brothers. Get more on the team on 6.30Chet.com, globalnews.ca. Devils rally. Two goals, seven seconds apart late in the third to upend the Oilers 4-3. We've been live in Studio 99. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reid Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Good night. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.